Welcome to the Princess and the Bee podcast, the place to be to build your empire as queen of your body, business, and life. I'm your host, Kimberly Spencer, founder of crownyourself.com, and I'm an award-winning coach, Amazon best-selling author, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. Each week, I give you the systems, strategies, and success stories to help you master your mindset, communicate with ease, and triple your productivity so you make the income and the impact you deserve. Imagine this podcast as your weekly spark of inspiration as you take it to the next level with all the bees of your life, body, business, bank account, boys, and babies. Let's make it rain. Hello and welcome back to the Prince and the Bee. How are thee? How is thee? You know? <laughs> See, that's what happens when I try to, to rhyme and be cool and rap. Um, as always, take a hot second and I want you to celebrate the F out of yourself because you have chosen to tune into something that is inspirational, that will grow you, that will challenge you, that will shift your perspectives, that will give you the insight, tips, direction, strategy, clarity, and all the things in order to move you forward into where you want to be. Because like one of my favorite quotes, what got you here will not get you there. So all the strategies, all the beliefs, all the things that got you to this point where you are, no matter how successful you are, they will not necessarily be what will get you to that next level of where you want to be. And so you seeking out new answers, new tools, new strategies, new insights, new perspectives is so massively powerful. So take a moment, celebrate yourself because those insights, those perspectives, those belief shifts, those strategies, those are what move you forward into that next space. So thank you so much for tuning in to The Princess and the Bee. Today, I am so excited to bring you the great solopreneur myth. So I work with a lot of side hustlers, solopreneurs, successful people, but they also have this side hustle, this other thing, this passion project, this thing that they want to get off the ground, and it just kind of hasn't. And what I found is that a lot of times, the things that we most want to create, those things that really are 100% in our genius zone are actually the scariest to create because we don't want to fail. So sometimes it's easier to not create them if and to not go full force and not put our all into it because of the fear of failing at something that we really care about. And I caught myself doing this when I first started Crown Yourself. I really cared about Crown Yourself. I really wanted it to be something beautiful and amazing and world changing and and people changing. And I have been blessed over the past two and a half, now three years to have coached some amazing people and challenged them to rise into their highest and best. And my clients have had extraordinary results. When I first started, though, I was so scared. My ego blocked me so much from actually building Crown Yourself into being something that was of worth because I didn't want to fail at it. And there was this this belief that I had that well, if I work harder at this thing, at this, like, what's the point? Like, what if it just all gets taken away? Because as many of you know, 
uh, three weeks before I was, I was, um, I walked down the aisle, I signed the buyout agreement for my first e-commerce company. And whether I like to admit it or not, or maybe I haven't, it's like, it almost was like I was fired. Um, because my business partner three months before, um, three months before I got married, wanted me out of the company. He didn't want me involved anymore. And I felt, I felt like I was being cast aside. And yet at the same time, I am so grateful for that experience because it led me to crown yourself. It led me to creating this. And at the same time, it led me into a year and a half long struggle of having the idea and and the lag time in essence the lag time of I had the idea I had the website I started buying the the video equipment because I wanted it to originally be a YouTube channel and I wasn't quite sure what that was or how to do that um I wanted it to be these like like my blog like maybe like Marie Forleo um I wanted it to to be, be all these great things but I was so scared to get started because I was more scared to succeed at something again that I cared about because what if so I would tell my myself all these excuses all these lies of of well what if no one cares what if no one listens what if it's not worth it. What if if I put in all this work and nobody shows up or nobody becomes a client or all the all these limiting beliefs and excuses. And really what they were doing is those excuses were just protecting me. They were just protecting me from uh the experience of perceived failure. But my question to you is what if there is no failure? What if there is only learning lessons? My e-commerce company, I look back on it and it was one, it was two years of a massive learning lesson. I learned so much and I am so grateful now for all those experiences that I had, my partner included. I am so grateful for him for wanting to buy me out because if I'm honest, I was at my wits end with that company to anyways. I was I was done. I was so tired of of having disagreements with my partner. I was and it's not I'm not putting blame on either of us. I'm just saying that like that's the way that it was. I was not happy in that experience. I was not happy with that company. And as much as I felt shame for having him want to buy me out that day, the next day, I felt so much relief. I was so happy. Because no longer would I have, like, at the same time, I had, I had, I I just knew it was no longer for me. And so it's the, it's kind of like the great solopreneur side hustle myth is that you are, is it that thing that you're working toward, that, that passion project that you have in your soul, those stirrings that you have in your soul. And by solopreneur, I also mean soulpreneur. Like those, those projects that you have, those ideas that your ego questions, that that mental chatter questions, is it going to be worth it? Who's going to pay attention? Who's going to care? All of those things are just the ego trying to protect you. It's just trying to protect you from that highest magnificence. One of my favorite quotes is by Marianne Williamson, and I'll paraphrase it here. She said, 
it is our light, not our darkness that scares us. It is really leaning into that purpose and that passion and that potential for the the soul work that we do. That, that is what scares us the most. It's not necessarily doing the stuff that's in our zone of excellence or our our zone of competence, as many of you have heard me talk about. Um, The zone of competence is the things that you do well. You do them well. You you are competent at them, but they're not your great stuff. Those are the things that you can do that are basically busy work. Those are the things that you can do in your business. And I give the, uh, even your zone of excellence. In your zone of excellence, those are the things that you can do that you're normally highly praised for. That you have, uh, you receive a lot of praise for doing the things that you are, that are in your zone of excellence, but they're not necessarily in your zone of genius. I give the example of when I first, a couple years ago, when I was doing Crown Yourself, I also knew that I was really good from my e-commerce experience at building websites at, um, I didn't build our first website, but I did uh, do lots of tweaking, editing. I figured out how to shift my own WordPress website and I learned how to build Squarespace websites and I was in a place of fear where I was um, when I first started coaching where I was like, well, I have all these skill sets from my, from my e-commerce business. Maybe if I do this with crown yourself and help my clients, not only coach them, but build their websites and do their social media, then, then my coaching will be a value because then they'll have some tangible result, which is more like a consulting position at the same time. Um, that's what I, that's what I feared was that my coaching was not enough. We go back to that deep seated belief. Um, that was that was not enough to create the transformation that was necessary in my clients. And actually, I found that just the complete opposite. But back then, creating websites was in my zone of excellence. I taught myself how to do it. I taught myself how to create really beautiful websites. I taught myself how to be like really good with branding. And like I can brand someone to a T and like get them into a space where they look cohesive and consistent. And I mean, my clients look amazing online. And at the same time, though, the coaching transformation was lacking. And it was lacking because A, I was doubting myself. And I was operating more in my zone of excellence than actually in my zone of genius, because I did more time building websites and doing their social media than I actually did on developing them into that next level of purpose. And once I shifted, once I made the non-negotiable shift, That was when my clients started having the amazing results that they've had. I mean, while my clients had some amazing results, I started to get consistent, amazing clients getting rock star results, hitting their first 10K months, launching their first business, taking their prices. One of the top things I I tell people is raise your prices. Um, Not to say that everyone needs to raise their prices, but normally what I found is more people actually are undervaluing their products and services, just like I was. Um, and that's the thing is that the the great solopreneur or side hustler myth is that those projects that are actually in your genius zone, those ideas that are actually stirring inside your soul, that that business, that those passion projects, those creative endeavors that you want to pursue, the 
that those are not going to be really bringing in exactly what you want them to bring in the the excuses that our, our mind will play that those ideas well what if they're not good enough well what if nobody pays attention well what if nobody cares and all that all of that bullshit is just excuses it's just excuses because you are actually scared of stepping wholly into your genius zone and living in that space because it feels too good to be true and I can tell you, I still face this. When I am able to have a day that is filled with just podcasting, coaching, hanging out with my son, the whole day feels so freaking easy. It feels so easy. And at the end of the day, I'm like, did I did I work? Like, did I actually work? And I, of course I did. At the same time, all of it was in my zone of genius. All of it was something that is that I I thrive on and love. And so it goes against that programming that I grew up with of work hard and you have to sacrifice and you have to like maybe if after 30 years, then you can actually do what you want to do. Maybe then after 30 years, then you can have uh, you can get one lucky shot or one thing. And I've actually never found that to be true. But the only time that that programming came up was crown yourself because crown yourself was the business that had fueled me 150%. Crown Yourself was the business that 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 I just felt so aligned with on every single way. And I still, in the beginning, I had my fears. I had my fears that no one would take me seriously with a crown on my head or with all the sparkle. So I actually, like when I first started, when I first raised my prices from $100 a month to $1,000 a month, which is not not what my prices are currently for private coaching, but when I made that first initial leap, I actually didn't send people to my Crown Yourself website. I still left that as just a blog. I created a KimberlySpencer.com website uh, within the span of like four hours and had people directed to that and use the same photos from Crown Yourself, but the ones that weren't so sparkly, the ones that didn't have a crown on my head, the ones that the ones that maybe looked a little bit more quote unquote professional or buttoned up because I was scared to step fully into that playful side of what crown yourself is all about, which is leaning into your purpose, enjoying the play that comes from that, ch- like l- operating like the childhood you before all that pro- past programming. The thing is, is that I wasn't comfortable yet with stepping fully into that. And so I had this other website and I got clients through it, but eventually I had to have my come to Jesus moment in essence from my coach calling me out and saying, what are you doing with two websites? And like, you're not getting enough customers with both. So why don't you just combine it into one since that's exactly where your heart is? And I was like, okay, fine. You're right. (laughs) So I did. And that's the thing. And once I did, it scared me because Crown Yourself was this passion project baby that I was totally happy with, with playing small with because I was so scared to go big with it. And this was even after I'd had had Declan. And yet then I leaned in further. And once I leaned in further, then I started to get even more clients and having more fantastic results with with them. And 
Suddenly, I felt more comfortable being sparkly. Suddenly, I felt more comfortable having the play in it. Suddenly, I felt more comfortable leaning into those projects and those things that scared me. So I challenge you today, whatever that solopreneur, side hustle, passion project thing is that you have stirring in your soul, it is worth it. Your ideas are of massive value and they are worthy of massive compensation. It is up to you to lean in full force and declare it and own it and own your greatness. Claim your power. That's why, and I'm not talking about the power from like the egotistical, um, the ego sense of power where you put others down because of it. By you rising, you help lift others to rise. By you creating those passion projects and those creative endeavors and those things that you want to put out into the world that stir your soul and light your soul on fire, those things are an inspiration to every other person who is looking to you. And you have more than you know. If you have a following, if you are on Facebook, if you have, you know, even 50 people following you on, on social media, you have people who who are looking to you. Lean into that greatness. Lean into you pursuing those creative endeavors. Lean into you stating and backing yourself and saying that my ideas are of massive value and that these can help change people. These can help create greater consciousness. These can help create transformation in people. These can help these can help transform and grow and challenge Lean into that purpose that is stirring inside your heart that is, has those creative projects that want to be birthed into the world. Your solopreneur stuff, the side hustles that you have, that one side hustle thing that's really, really gnawing at your gut that you just feel like, oh, if I, if I could only just find the time, then I, then, then I would do it. If I, if I got paid to do that project, then I would lean into it. One of the greatest empowering stories that I heard recently was from Michael Uslan at EmpowerCon. I was blessed to share the stage with him. And if you don't know who Michael Uslan is, he is the executive producer of all the Batman series from the Michael Keaton into the Heath Ledger and Christian Bale ones and beyond. And he wanted to create a more realistic, darker version of Batman of really highlighting Batman as, as the, the people's hero. And instead of the 1960s overweight cartoonish, bam, wow, pow, Batman. And he held on to that idea for 10 years. And he backed himself for 10 years, despite getting rejected consistently for 10 years by every major studio, by every top producer and, and in, in Hollywood. Like that is commitment. That is knowing in your soul and in your gut when you have that passion, that burning passion, that thing that is stirring inside of you that I know that you have, that you have been playing small with up until this point. I challenge you now to lean full force into that purpose, into that passion and go for it. Because that that is where your genius zone is. And I guarantee you on the other side, you'll actually have more ease and more freedom because you will be doing more with less. All the busy doings of your life and the things that sometimes we can let consume us rather than our purpose work because our purpose work deep down, if we're real honest with ourselves, feels a little scary to tap into fully. 
because that is like, holy moly. It's like suddenly if you were just given the kingdom, the keys to the kingdom, and you were just said, you were just told to to, to reign. Okay, here's your kingdom. Here's your crown. Do you take the keys? Do you walk up to that throne? Do you sit on it and, and say, okay, I don't know how I'm going to rule this whole freaking kingdom, but I'm going to try. I'm going to lean in. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to trust in that ability that I've had since I was born to be able to figure it out. And I don't know how this thing that is going to grow, I don't know how I'm going to do, but I know that I'm going to do my damnedest to make this work. Because this is worth it. This kingdom is worth it. The people that I am serving through this kingdom. And by kingdom, I mean that vessel, that creative vessel that you have, whether it's a movie script or a business or a, a influencer brand, whatever it is, it's up to you to lean into that. You have the keys to the kingdom right now and you are still, if you have not taken action on those passion projects, on those, those things that are stirring inside your soul, you are still standing there at the gate holding those keys, wondering, should I go in and actually claim my throne as the queen of my life and this business and this purpose? That is what crowning yourself is all about. It is leaning into that purpose. It is stepping up to that throne and it takes courage. It takes a lot of courage to lean in and to say, okay, suddenly I now have to be the hero. And it's not just for me. It's for all the people that I am going to serve. Suddenly I have to be the hero. I am leaning in and I am choosing to rule. It's like no matter what challenge you faced, if you, when you've overcome something, that was the choice for you to step into your power. So look back. What have you overcome? Maybe it was an eating disorder. Maybe it was getting out of a bad marriage. Maybe it was uh, a business gone wrong. Maybe it was getting fired. Maybe it was, maybe it was just the inner critic that you've had rolling around in your head and you finally said, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be giving into your bullshit anymore. I'm not going to be buying into the self-doubt. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to create this project. I'm going to create this business. I'm going to build this because you playing small is of service to no one. You cannot stand. If you stand, if you're still standing, let me reframe that. If you're still standing at the gate, holding the keys in your hand, the kingdom, the people that you are serving inside of your kingdom are still struggling. This is the moment of stepping into that space of being a leader. Leaders are normally created. They're not born. It's your choice to lean in and create that version of you who feels comfortable sitting on that throne and ruling. But it starts by unlocking the gates and walking up and sitting on that throne and owning it. When I first found my wedding dress, 
I knew I was going to marry Spike from the very, very beginning. I knew I was like, I knew that this was the relationship. Like within four weeks, I just knew that he was the one. And I had actually predicted him prior to when I was with my previous boyfriend. My mom was asking me like, why are you with him if you don't feel like this is going to lead to marriage? Because I was like, I don't think that this he is the one because my dad was sure that this guy that I was dating before Spike was the one. And I said, no, I don't think he's the one, but I know that there's something I need to learn from him. And I said, but the person after him, he'll be the one. And my mom was like, what? It was just a moment of like foresight, I guess. But I remember when I first, after getting engaged, we went, my mom and I went to go look for wedding dresses, like you do. And I tried on my wedding dress and I found it. It was the first one that I tried on and I tried it on and it, it almost overwhelmed me. The power of, and the beauty of this dress, it was stunning it was so gorgeous and I didn't feel ready to wear it yet but I knew that it was still the one and I knew that in time in that with within that year of our engagement that I would become the woman who would be in that dress and who would own all of that dress and I can't I hope I'm explaining the feeling uh to where you understand because it was that initial feeling, and I have the picture where I almost felt too small for the dress, and not like in a weight or size sort of thing. I felt like I was still in a space where I was playing small, and the dress was so queenly. The dress was so flowing, and I knew that I had to grow in and lean into fitting energetically into that dress. And by the time I walked down the aisle toward my husband, I, that dress was mine and I owned that dress and I worked that dress and it looked amazing. I'm just going to say I looked fantastic on my wedding day. I even made Spike cry. Don't let him know that, but <laughs> he did. Um, and that uh, I, I love my, he, he thinks it's funny that I, I say that I love making him cry. And I'm just like, just because not from a mean standpoint, but I love it when he cries tears of happiness because he is not that emotional of a of a being and he has emotions of course but when he has those moments where he's overwhelmed with happiness and it actually brings out tears those are my favorite moments and I've only seen it probably about three four times the other time was when Declan was born but that wedding dress that moment of of wearing that dress and knowing that I had to lean in. I had to expand my energy. I had to step more fully into my power over the course of that year. And of course, over the course of that year, I grew as a business owner from my e-commerce company. I grew as a woman understanding negotiations. I grew as a, a saleswoman pitching the product to the first round of Shark Tank. I grew as a marketer, understanding all those areas of of how to market and sell a four hundred dollar backstretching device. Like I learned so much, and I did it while traveling, while while exploring the world, and while enjoying spending time with my then fiance, now husband. And that that growth that I had, that I experienced, that growth, then by the time I got married and walked down 
the aisle, I knew I was energetically a match for that dress. Sometimes you don't feel ready to be a match for those those projects that you have stirring in your soul. So it's about leaning in. The more you lean in to that to who that person is who already has that project done, that future version of yourself. Like when I saw myself in the wedding dress, I knew I saw my I saw myself walking down the aisle to Spike. I saw that future version of myself. I was not her when I first tried on that dress. But I knew that was the dress that I would marry Spike in. Just like I knew that Crown Yourself was the vehicle that would be my purpose-based business. But when I first started my business, I didn't feel ready to lean into all of it. Once I started and consistently started meeting with the future self who already had the successful business, who already was making the manes, who already was was standing in that dress in front of her husband taking her vows. When I le- leaned into both of those moments of, okay, how does she operate? How does she stand? How does she enter the a room? How does she approach her day? How does she move? How does she walk with confidence and poise? How does she operate her business? How does she do all the things? Once I started asking those questions and future pacing to being and acting like my future self, that was when I grew into energetically fitting into that dress. And that was when I grew into energetically fitting into my business. So it's up to you to lean in with courage and see your success See yourself, experience yourself, lean into the version of yourself who already has it done. Lean into that more powerful version of yourself. For that's where you will grow the most. So, my fellow princess in the beers, if you love this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes and take a screenshot of it and share it with me on the Insta stories at Crown Yourself Now so that I can see all your big takeaways, insights, ahas, breakthroughs, and perspective shifts and up levelings that you have experienced. Thank you so much. And remember that to own your throne, mind your business because your reign is now. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If what you heard resonated with you, be sure to subscribe and share your breakthroughs and ahas with me by leaving a review on iTunes so I can keep the magic flowing your way. And if you aren't already following us on social media, come experience the extra inspiration and queenly convos on Instagram at crownyourselfnow or visit our website at crownyourself.com. I am so excited to connect with you in the next episode. And in the meantime, go out there and create a body, business, and life that rules.